Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim Adaf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Rosh Hashanah, Adaf Chaf Bet Amud Aleph. At the very bottom of the Amud, beginning the second parak, uh, continuing with the theme from the end of the first parak of Kiddush HaChodesh and about Edim coming, Let's say the Beit Din does not recognize, or the people know that the Beit Din will not recognize this aid, they send somebody else with him to testify that he's a credible witness. We're going to hear some of the background now. Originally, they would accept from anybody. From the minute that Baitusim started to interfere with our process in order to try to change our calendar, We'll see a lot about this in this parak, and <clears throat> this was a problem with the uh, Baitusim, a sect of the Tzdukim, who had a different calendar and tried to take control of our calendar and do so by uh, destroying our system. Now, my Acher, what's the, uh, who's the other fellow they send? Chad, one guy. Chad mi since when can you believe one person? Ratanya. It's a story that a fellow came with his witnesses to testify about him. So Echad in our Mishnah doesn't mean one person, but one pair. You must say that. The, when it says the Beit doesn't recognize him, one guy alone can't come to testify. After all, the Pasuk in Tehilim Pe'alef, which is alluding to Kiddush HaKodesh, he calls it a Mishpat, you need two. So Oto in the Mishnah, if they don't recognize him, means if they don't recognize them, that pair. So there they send another one. Another one means another one pair with him to testify about his credibility. We don't believe one guy. Rabbi Norai went on Shabbat to testify to Usha about the Chodesh. Rabbi Norai said, The answer is he had somebody else with him. He wasn't mentioned because Rabbi Norai was sufficient to mention on his own. But in reality, there were two witnesses. There was actually another witness waiting in Usha. Rabbi Norai went on his own, knowing somebody else would be there who had seen the moon, and testified with him. Then what's the chidush? The answer is maybe we're not mechalal Shabbat misafek, because if there's somebody else in in Usha, there might be two other guys in Usha. Why be mechalal Shabbat if we don't need to? Kamash Palan, that you go anyways. Ula came and said they sanctified the new moon in Eretz Yisrael. Certainly, we trust to Ula because he's a big, he's an important person. He's a Gavarab, and we trust him. Even a regular came and said, the guy came and said, they made it Hidush HaKodesh, which means that the last month was 29 days, we'd believe him. Nobody lies about something that eventually will be discovered, anyways. Eventually, we'll find out what it was. This guy doesn't want to be a liar, so he, we have to trust him. We have a bright that says that some guy came, we don't know who he is. <coughs> but he says, we believe him. Now, Mishnah says originally they used to accept testimony from anybody. What did the Baitusin try to pervert? So the Baitusin hired two witnesses fake witnesses, for 400 zoos. Echad, Mishalad, Echad, Mishalad. It turned out one of them was ours. One of them was theirs. 
So they came in, as we'll see later on the process, they came in on his own, testified, and left. So they asked the second guy, what did it look like? He described something fantastical. Was coming up which is the come is the slope up from Yericho to Yerushalayim. I saw the moon lying between two rocks. Or showed to Ego the head of it looked like a calf. the ears looked like a goat. Karnav horns like a deer. its tail between its legs. I saw it and I was so scared I fell backwards. If you don't believe me, here's 200 Zeus that I'm wearing. He was hinting to them about this whole thing. Who got you to do this? I heard the Baitusim were trying to trick the Chachamim. I'm going to go tell them. How did he tell them? He described an impossible, crazy scene. They knew he was lying, and then he hinted to them that he'd been hired with the 200 Zeus. So I, I came and did it. Because otherwise, low lives will come. They'll be successful in misleading the Chachamim. You get to keep the 200 zoos, and the guy who hired you should be uh, essentially executed. At that point, they made the rule that we can only take testimony from people, except testimony from people that we already know. Now, the background to this goes in two directions. One is that the Baitusin tried to pervert our acceptance of testimony by sending people on the wrong night uh, to testify when the moon was, to show that our system wasn't working, and to go back to their solar-slash-lunar calendar, which we know of actually from the Dead Sea Scrolls, and very likely these people coming up from, this fellow coming from Alea Dumim was coming up from the community at Qumran or somewhere near there. In any case, the next Mishnah goes to the other side of it. Originally, once they had sanctified the new month, the new month, they would notify people by the torch fires. And perhaps they made a decree that you can't use signal fires anymore, and they sent shluchim out as we saw in the previous parak. Now, the problem was that when you send up torch fires, anybody can interfere with the system because you don't see a face there and there's no identification. And therefore, if somebody wants to go up on the wrong night and do the signal fire, it will pervert the calendar. What did it look like? They would take long cedar blocks, uh, cedar logs, arukin, kanim, and sticks, vatsei shemen, from that wood, and some flax, He'd go up to the top of the mountain, and he would light a fire with this very flammable stuff on the outside, and then you got a nice big fire. He would raise it, he would up and down, back and forth. And then he had a fellow on the second mountain, when he would see him doing it, he was done. The third mountain, what were the mountains? The heart of is about uh, halfway up uh, in the Jordan Valley between Yericho and Beit Shan. Sartava Rufina. Rufina Lechavran, which already goes into the direction of Syria. Chavran Baltin Baltin overlooked the uh, the area towards Iraq. Until he saw the entire um, the entire Babylonian community and valley with bonfires to acknowledge that they had gotten the the signal 
And they knew when Rosh Chodesh was. And of course, in those days, there were no extra days of Yom Tov because they knew exactly when Rosh Chodesh was almost instantaneously. Now, how would they do this? Well, we'll see more details about the timing. Now, my mashpan of seen leishta di yikudu. First of all, how do we know that the word masi'in means to light or fire? David The targum uh, here of this is David coming into conquering Shalim is okudin on David. David burned them. So masuot burning. They would only um, burn the signal fires on the 30th night, meaning if they had testified on the day of the 30th that the moon had been seen, then they would signal that night. The evening of the Ibur, meaning the evening before 31, the day 31 of the previous month. So we only do it for a month that's chaser, meaning if they judge the month to be 30 days, there was no signal fire because the default was that. Because here's the deal. If we say that you always have to have the signal fires, then that means if you have Rosh Chodesh of a month that was 29, and that falls on Erev Shabbat, then Ematavdi Bafuke Shabta, they're gonna to have to make the signal fires after Shabbat. The Amrit Navid Nami Amale, if you're gonna do it on a Malay, then Atulimiti Amri Hai Chaserhu, Haidlo Avidi Matmo, Mishum de Lov Shar. Really, this was a Chaser month. And the reason they didn't do it last night was Friday night, they couldn't do it, and they will get confused. So therefore, in order to keep the system working, the uh they made the rule that we only do it for a Chodesh Chaser. Odemu Malehu, Wizmano Avdu. Maybe it was a Chodesh Malay, and they did it on the right time, and we don't know. Why don't you just do it all the time? When Chodesh falls out on Friday, just don't do it at all. And you're going to know when that is, because you'll know when the previous month's Rosh Chodesh was. And then when they don't do one Motzei Shabbat, So in other words, the 30th day would be Shabbat. If they don't do it on Motzei Shabbat, then you know that Shabbat was Rosh Chodesh. And if they do do it, then you know that the, uh, sorry, the 30th was on Friday. If they don't do it on Motzei Shabbat, then you'll know that Shabbat was Rosh Chodesh. And if not, you'll know that Friday was Rosh Chodesh. No, they'll still make a mistake. Not seeing the fire doesn't tell you anything. Maybe the guy was Nenas. Maybe he couldn't make it. Maybe the fire didn't work. So maybe why don't we just do it on a Chodesh Malay, not a Chaser? Because then people are going to not be able to work for two days. Um, <clears throat> because of Rosh Hashanah, because ideally Rosh Hashanah is going to be one day. And so therefore we don't want to keep them in the balance and not knowing what it is, which is exactly where we are today. <clears throat> you don't want to keep them in the balance, so therefore, ideally, we do it as early as possible. Therefore, we do it only for a chodesh chaser. Okay, ketzadu yimusim nesod bevin klutzot. Description is they bring this uh, cedar wood. Amr yudar ba'amin erazimen. There's four things that are called cedar: erez, katrom, eitz, shemen, uvrosh. Those four things. Katrom, what's amarav? Adra. So he gives a name to it. Rabbi Shila Amri Mavliga. I disagree with what it is. Mazogulmish. Not exactly sure what these are. There's not four, there's ten different things that are under the cedar family. Erez Arza, that's a cedar. Shita is Tornita, that's we an acacia tree. Hadas Asa, the myrtle. Eight Shema is a farsama, the persimmon tree. 
Baroshes Barta, Tidhari Shaga, Tashur Shurivna. Hanishiva, that's only seven. Avdim Amaru, Sifolem, Alonim, Almogim, Amonim, and Almogim. These other three kinds of trees are included in the cedar family. Alonim, Butmi, Almogim, Amonim, Bluti, Amogin, Ksita. They're the names. Karamri, Aronim, Armonim, and Almogin. Possible that some of the names are a little different. Aronim is Ari, Amonim, Dulvi, and Amogin, Kisita. Now it's see Adir Lo Yavrenu. This is uh now Pasuk in Yeshaya about the about the uh, sea uh faring um people who would not go past this Nachal that's gonna come outside of the Beit Mikdash. Rav Zuburani Gudolat. This is talking about a very, very big boat. That's sea, and the plural of that is of course Tsim. They would bring 6,000 men over the course of, for, for the 12 months. Or else, 12,000 men for 6 months. And they would fill it with sand um, until the, the bottom of the boat is, uh, is uh, down into the sea. And then there's a fellow who really knows how to navigate the waters would come on. And then he would tie on ropes of flax, which are very, very hard to hard to undo. And uh, and he would tie one 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 He would tie it onto the tree and onto the boat. Then they would start unloading the the sand. And as long as they would keep unloading it, it would pull ultimately pull out the tree and would die. And they would come. Machliv al chad train b'chaspa. Tlat parvata havian. Alright, there are there are three different ports there. Tarti be ramai v'chad be parsai. Two of the Romans, one of the Parthians. Ramai maskan xita. The be parsai maskan marginit naita makaria parvata de mashmahig. So that's the particular name of the parsiim. Um, and, uh, in one of them, in two of them, they, uh, they're able to get, uh, uh, some of this other stuff from the bottom of the sea, and the one from the Parsim, they're able to get, uh, jewels from the bottom of the sea. Okay. All of the Kesha trees that the Goyim took from Yishalayim, the same Pasuk that we had, that whole list of the Arazim. Their midbar is a reference to Shalim Shinamar, but Sion Midbar Hayata. Sion is like a midbar, and now it's going to flourish. Anybody who studies Torah, there's another statement of Rabbi Yochanan, and doesn't teach it, it's like a myrtle in the desert. There's no benefit. There's another possibility, it's the opposite. Anybody who teaches in a place that nobody else is teaching is like a myrtle. Very, very dear here in the desert. Goyim have no way to repair what they've done. Right? So, meaning Hashem is going to replenish all these things that have been taken with other things. What are they going to do for the fact they killed Rabbi Kiva and all the other martyrs? That Hashem says, I am never going to forgive them or cleanse them from the blood they've shed. So back to our Mishnah, where would they uh, light the fires from? Beit Palatin, my Beit Palatin, that was the last mountain that overlooked the entire Golan. 
Amarav Zu Beram. It's called Biram. My Gola. It's called Amar Yosef Zu Pumpadita. The town of Pumpadita, which was the central town of all the Babylonian Shivot. My Kim Durata Ish. Why did it all look like a bonfire? Everybody in Pumpadita would go up to the roof with a torch and light it, and the whole thing would look like a big bonfire. These other towns nearby. So where these towns were, we already encountered Gader earlier, and Gader was uh, found to be on the other side of the uh, of the Jordan, but um, on the east bank. <coughs> and the idea is that people in these towns would also join in by going up to their mountains and lighting torches. So some people say they're on this side of the river, some say on that side of the river of the Jordan. Eight parsaot between each one, roughly uh, call it about uh, thirty miles. So that's thirty-two meal, and the four towns is thirty-two parsaot. But now it's much bigger than that, much more distance. The roads have become clogged, so people take roundabout routes, and that's why it's much longer to get from these towns. That God has corrupted my paths. So we see an echa. Okay, we'll get to the next Mishnah, the next podcast, further describing the Kiddush Kiddush Chodesh. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.